0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Where Rodeo Meets the Road, brought to you by The Arena Press. Today our guest is going to be on-air personality Katie Lucas and also joining us is our sports writing contributor Hannah Crandall. How are you ladies doing today?
1: Hey, doing good, excited to be here. Yeah, same here, super excited.
0: Awesome Lots of rodeo yeah, a lot, tons of rodeo. Tons of rodeo. Um, yeah, Katie, I'm glad you're on the on the, our show with us. Um, you know a lot about rodeo. Let's first get to know you just a little bit better. I know you're in Texas now, living in Weatherford, and originally from Canada. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, so grew up in Canada, but my dad rodeoed professionally for twenty five years. Um, Joe Lucas, he was a tie down roper and Uh, qualified for the NFR a handful of times and was a multi-time Canadian champion too. So rodeo was a part of mine and my brother Kyle's life since the moment we were born. Um, I was telling the story earlier today. I started going to my first rodeos when I was just 11 days old. So I've almost never known a time where rodeo wasn't involved in my life um and it just grew from there both Kyle and I have always been very passionate about the sport of rodeo it's not something that our or my my dad had to push us into at all he's not really that type of coach anyway he he would have been happy with whatever we wanted to do but if we happened to want to rodeo he was always there to support us sort of thing and um mom is not From a rodeo background at all. She actually grew up in Scotland, lived there until she was about 15, 16 years old uh, before she came over first to Spain and then to Canada. And so um, we had a lot of fun growing up, got to go to a lot of rodeos with dad. uh, And that's something that definitely I cherish a lot because I know there's a lot of people that aren't able to travel with their parents when they rodeo. Uh, And then my brother and I both competed. You know, through your regular circuits, through the junior high rodeo, high school rodeo. I college rodeoed up in Canada as well. And uh, But kind of partway through high school, I really developed a passion for journalism, for the sport of rodeo, because I grew up with a household that would welcome a lot of cowboys to dinner. All the time, um, you know, in the summertime, we would have cowboys that would live with us, or someone would, you know, stay for a couple days on their way through, and they always told these really cool stories, really exciting stories, amazing stories, um, these unbelievable tales. And when I started sort of looking elsewhere for those stories, I wasn't seeing it very much. There were always Writers around or, or storytellers around that would tell them, but just it, it was kind of few and far between. And so I realized that maybe I could do something about that. And I I began to have an interest in broadcasting. So I started writing in high school. I've always loved to write. Um, so I started writing for some Western magazines, went to college for communication, specialized in broadcasting, and just started. Working my way up the ranks from there, Um, I was a rodeo queen as well, so public speaking was a big part of my life, kind of from high school on, Uh, and it all just came together. My love for the sport of rodeo, my love for storytelling, and came together into what eventually became my full-time career.
0: That's awesome. You know, and I'm glad you, you know, you mentioned that you're a rodeo queen, but not just a rodeo queen, you you know, Miss Rodeo Canada. As a matter of
1: fact. (laughs) It was a very big
2: part of my life. That was definitely... uh, I I met Jennifer Douglas, now Smith, when I was just a couple years old. She was Miss Rodeo America in 1995. And I actually have a picture with her uh, when I was just a toddler. And I fell in love with the idea of being a rodeo queen right there. And then she definitely also had some influence on me later when she was doing interviews at the NFR. Uh, So I have her to thank for uh, a lot of my... Uh, life choices, because I I followed in her path um, quite a bit. And it was something I was really passionate about, because I knew that I could use it as a platform to promote and, and make a difference in the sport of rodeo. And that's something that I've tried to do in everything that I do.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's so cool, you know, Miss Rodeo Canada. But, you know, another thing is that, you know, Kyle, your brother, you know, he's up in San Angelo today and uh, or tonight. And But one thing that you forgot to tell us was that you and your brother teamed up to win the uh, Team Roping Canada Finals as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we used to team rope together quite a bit. Obviously, we roped together in the practice pen a lot. We probably roped a million steers together. Uh, but he used to heal quite a bit more. And um, we, it, it was a pretty cool day. I'd never won a saddle uh, for anything besides being a rodeo queen before. And I'm pretty emotional. So he rolled his eyes as I cried when we won that title. But uh, it it was a lot of fun to get to rope together. We've roped together at the World Series finals in Vegas. And um, it, it's always been fun to team rope together. And he's really supportive of me so he's a fun team roping partner um as kids we're really close in age we're only a year and two weeks apart and so we fought a lot growing up because (laughs) we were always doing the same thing at the same time and uh so but it's funny because yes we fought a lot but on the other hand he growing up would much rather see me win than him or if i beat him uh, in the breakaway roping, or if I, um, even if we were wrestling and I beat him up or whatever, he would tell everybody. So he was always very supportive of <laughs> me. Um, so he's a lot of fun to team rope with. And I definitely miss getting the chance to team rope with him. Cause he's a heck of a healer too. I think not many people know that he heals really well. He's mm. very, really natural at it.
1: Awesome. Well, talking about team roping, um, I just saw something the other day about a bunch of partners making some switches here before the summer run um Clint Summers and Jake Long, Clay Smith, Colby Payne, Tyler Wade, Wesley Thorpe, Cody Snow, Jade Quirkle um so there's a lot of changes going on talk about what that's kind of like especially since you have experience you know you grew up roping with your brother roping with other people how that might be necessary um how they might make that decision
2: (laughs) so team roping to me is a real business partnership and there you have to get along in a lot of ways you have to get along you know interpersonally because you're spending a lot of time on the road you have to get along uh with as far as style wise goes if you have a header that doesn't match a healer's style they're not going to last long because it it truly is a team event so you have to have a style that matches Uh, Horse-wise, too, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about, as a healer, they look for headers with head horses that they can heal behind. And I thought that was a really cool way to put it, and I'd never thought about it that way. And so I feel like you could see a guy out there and think, okay, that is the partner for me. But until you hit the road and actually start competing together, you just never know. So we kind of see that all throughout the year. We have kind of stages throughout the year. You'll see as soon as the season ends and the new one starts, that's where you'll see your new partnerships. And then you'll also see another change in January for Denver when, you know, maybe guys get through the NFR and they've got new partnerships lined up for the new calendar year. And then you always see it, you know, the winter run is is coming to a close. So there's lots of guys that'll say, Okay, we'll try it out for the winter and then we'll we'll see what happens. So you're kind of seeing the effects of that now. And then, uh, you know, typically we'll see some change ups too before the summer run, or even after the kind of that busy 4th of July run where there's some guys that are going to pack it up and go home because they haven't won enough. And then there's other guys that are going to stay out on the road too. So um, you kind of see it come in seasons. So just like we've seen right now, guys have wrapped up their winter season and now they're gonna either decide okay this is working or it isn't we need to part ways
1: yeah and going into summer I also saw something about um you know cowboy channel RFD um and the cowgirl channel really ramping it up and kind of showcasing rodeo on such a bigger scale I mean that's been coming for so many years but i was talking to Ken before we got on the phone call about how you're going to be sh- showing more than 900 performances over- for the course of the year. And so when you break it down, that's like two and a half performances for every day of the year. Which- <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: uh, it's crazy. I have not done the math on that before, but uh, that makes it seem even more intimidating. But <laughs> it's, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be busy. But I am so excited that we have that deal solidified now. Um, you know, so much changed over the last few years. The Cowboy Channel was new. COVID hit. And so that really changed things. And then the next year, you know, we COVID year we just we broadcast and we streamed every rodeo that we could because there wasn't that many that were able to move forward. Then the next year a lot of rodeos came back so we added them to the roster. The year after that a lot of rodeos came back so we added them to the roster too and I'm really excited that we were able to reach an agreement with the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association uh, to keep those rodeos in place because the proof is in the numbers. Uh, You know purse number purse amounts are up at rodeos, and, and I love what Tom Glauss said in his interview the other day. I think they're on track to go up another $2.6 million this year for the season. Um, fan attendance has been exponential, and you know, even just personally, uh, I got to go to the Pendleton Roundup as a, um, a producer for the Cowboy Channel a couple years ago, and I was visiting with their media director there, and I said, You don't know how many people email us and say, we have never been heard of the Pendleton Roundup before. This rodeo is ma- amazing. I'm coming next year. And I think it's something that we've seen in other sports too, where maybe, um, you know, professional hockey, they were nervous to put their events on television because they were worried that it would mean less tickets sold at the physical venue. But, What we've seen in other sports, and we've actually done surveys, third-party surveys with the Cowboy Channel, and what we've realized is the more rodeos that people watch on television, the more likely they are to buy a ticket and travel to rodeos to actually watch in person because nothing beats being there in person. So it's so cool to see the growth that we've had, and I'm just really excited that you know, we've got it on paper now, it is solidified, and we're here to stay for the next five years doing exactly what we did last year, and um, it was a lot, it was very tiring for all of us, but for me, for someone in the sport, it was so worth it.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, let's just talk rodeo, you know, we're halfway through this 2023 season, you know, April, and, you know, we're Heading out to uh, California, we have, uh, what, uh, Clovis and... Um,
2: Red Bluff coming out. i Yeah,
0: and so, you know, we're really starting to crank it up, you know, and before you know it, we'll be in that summer run. But, you know, up until this point, you know, there's been some, you know, notable wins, I guess you could say, or accomplishments. Um, one thing that I, I noticed was, you know, Sage um, Kimsey on his comeback trail, you know, winning down in... Um, the extreme bulls in San Angelo, but you know he's currently number fifteen, and he's steadily creeping up on the standings. You know, seven-time world champion. What do you think about Old Sage?
2: Oh, I am a huge Sage Kimsey fan. I've have a chance had a chance to become a friend of his, but also I love on a professional level talking with him and diving inside his mind. Uh, I did an interview with him years ago, and we had him break down every second in detail from the moment he arrives at a rodeo to the moment he's finished riding his bull. And by the time he was done, I thought, okay, it's no wonder that you're a multi-time world champion. And so I I had no doubt he would have a great comeback. Um, and I'm, I'm just really excited to see how far he can take this. I honestly, with him, I don't believe that 10 world titles is – out of quite or you know out of the realm of reality because mentally he is so strong when yeah. he took a step back to have surgery I mean he'd been riding with a you know yeah. basically ruined shoulder right. for years and he was able to win seven world titles yeah so I'm really excited to see just how far he can take it now that he's taken a minute to step back and he's totally changed his workout program and i mean he looks like a totally different person yeah he was a very you know kind of your typical small slim bull rider before Mm -hmm. he looks more like a bareback rider now Mm -hmm. uh so he's definitely doing something different and i'm just excited to see where it takes him i'm a big fan
0: yeah so one of my favorite contestants would be rocker steiner rocker steiner currently number three in the world standings fifty three thousand dollars um He's just been Mr. Consistent this year. You know, he's scored about 84 and a half points, um, he, his big win uh, in Fort Worth. And like I said, he's just Mr. Consistent. What do you think about Rocker?
2: I think Rocker's really maturing into that consistency too. Um, but I, to me, honestly, Rocker all the way through, you give him a dragon and he's slayed it every time. Uh, (laughs) So I'm not surprised that he just continues to advance more and more. Uh, He's got a sports and a competitive background. So he kind of already had that workout routine down. And, and I mean, he's, he's small, but he's really stout. And I think in the bareback world, you look at a guy like Will Lowe, they kind of have the same body type where they're really short legs, Um, you know, short torso, just small all around, but they're not slim. They're, they're still built really stout and strong. And that's something that's really important for longevity as a bareback rider. I think it's hard when you're, when you're that tall or when you're taller and you're kind of longer. So to me, he's built right. He's got the background in other sports that he's helping to bring over to the sport of rodeo too. And he's got that, attitude of a winner um i mean he is definitely (laughs) known for his flair no one's ever called him boring ever and so i think that goes a long way too when you think about you know having to go up against horses like c5 rodeos virgil Virgil. you got to have a little bit of an attitude about about you to be able to conquer horses like that so um he's so much fun i uh I definitely have loved watching him. He's a tip off the old block with both his grandpa and his dad. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's, you know, he's a lot of fun. And he's, I think he's good for rodeo because he's shaking things up. And love him or hate him, he is good for rodeo in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think he was disappointed in himself uh, with his, Vegas, you know in vegas and i think he's he's out to prove something and you know hopefully you know we'll see him in vegas in december and we'll see what happens but yeah he's he's a ball of energy man he, he's just, <laughs> he's a lot so but i love riley um more rodeo you know we are finishing up out down in san angelo um tonight and i know you watched a little bit bit of it already and you know i said like your brother's up in uh in san angelo as well what do you think about san angelo
2: Oh, that's a fun rodeo. I've had a chance to do interviews there, and holy cow, it is loud in there, and there's lasers, and it is hopping. And so it's it's a pretty darn exciting rodeo. All the fans are kind of packed on top of the arena, so it definitely has a great atmosphere there. I I got to watch the bareback riding before we uh, popped on this call here and uh it's it's looking strong already so i'm i'm pretty excited to see who walks away with the title hopefully i'll get to follow up and and say my brother had a great win there um but i'll, I'll be uh definitely checking out the calf roping as soon as we get off the call to watch him
1: of course of course you can't miss that we'll make sure you fall <laughs> in plenty of time um, <laughs> but talking about you know what rodeos we have going on, what we have coming up. I mean, we have the big rodeos in California like Red Bluff and Clovis, but we also have things like the Resist All Rookie Roundup coming up in Fort Worth, and that's a big thing. We can talk a little bit about that. But then also we have so many, you know, smaller rodeos throughout the summer that are still so crucial for all of these guys in their race to make the NFR too.
2: They certainly are. I think, you know, there's very few people that just go to the big ones. There's a lot of great small and medium sized rodeos that really help round out your season. Right now, we put a lot of focus on those big rodeos because we're in the Texas swing as we like to call it at the cowboy channel where there's a lot of money up for grabs, but it is not unheard of for someone to not have won a dime all winter and still make the NFR and a lot of that has to do with just hustling around to those smaller rodeos mm-hmm. or even medium sized rodeos. Um, you know, you've always got your hot spots that uh, all the best guys are at and, and they're hoping to capitalize at those rodeos so they don't have to go as hard. Um, but what I found last year, I had a lot of fun going to some of the I would call them more medium sized rodeos. Uh, because they all have a different personality too. I think there's, um, there's a lot of rodeos that contestants go to just for the nostalgia. It might not pay, you know, as much as your Fort Worth's or your San Angelo's or Houston's or Reno's, but they have got to go to that rodeo every year because it has that something special. And I think every rodeo has a personality and they all have a real place in this rodeo season.
0: Yeah, and you know another another contestant that you know is one of Hannah's favorites. I always say it's Hannah's favorites because he's from Denton. Mm-hmm. Is old Riley Webb, and you know Riley is on fire this year. And um, I remember Riley at junior rodeos when he was about eight or so, and you know he just won up in Oregon. Um, he's at one hundred and three thousand dollars already for the year for the season, and. You know, I'm I'm looking for him to win his first title here sooner or later.
2: Oh yeah, I'm a huge Riley Webb fan. Um I used to work with his dad, Dirk, and I love that whole family. They're just great people. Um Riley is such a professional and has handled a lot of pressure from a very young age. I think a lot of us knew about Riley Webb years before he ever turned eighteen and yeah. hit the pro rodeo trail. And so He's had a lot of eyes on him. He's had a lot of pressure put on him from the time that he was quite young. And I just see him handle it like a true gentleman and a true champion each and every chance he gets. I have not heard anybody ever say a bad thing about Riley. And, um, there, I mean, there's nothing bad that I could ever say about that young guy. I'm, I'm a huge fan.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. He's just, uh, All-American kid, you know, he's young and Mm -hmm. he's so talented. And, you know, I look look for a lot from him, you know, throughout his career. It'll be exciting to watch his whole career, you know, how it all pans out for sure. I agree. (laughs) Another interesting thing is congratulations. You're recently married in October (laughs) um, to uh, tell us about your husband.
2: Yeah, uh, Jen'sburg. I uh, we we say that we're both Texas imports because he's originally from Wyoming, and uh, we got married October fifteenth. So we're coming up on our six month anniversary, and he hasn't got rid of me yet, so that's good. <laughs> uh, but he's a a bit and spur maker. Uh, he just dove in uh, about a year and a half ago, and it was something that he was always passionate about. And uh, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. I my mom has always been a really good gift giver and it rubs off on me every once in a while. And so for his birthday of a couple years ago or a few years ago, now I introduced him to his hero in the uh, cowboy artistry, bit and spur making world is Wilson Capron. And we went out to Wilson's house and we got to spend the whole day with him. And from there he started going to clinics and, and really learning the craft. Um, he's always been artistic. He paints, uh, he, he, did leather work for a while and uh but his heart always he kept yearning to do silversmithing and uh so i was it was really cool to see his journey into that and see him go to his first silversmithing class and then when he got home from that class he could not wait until that engraver showed up in the mail and when that showed up he engraved anything he could get his hands on and has really progressed quickly because he's absolutely obsessed with getting better. He's actually at, at a watch engraving clinic right now um, because he just wants to get better and better. So it's been really fun to watch him progress. And so check him out, Jensburg Bits and Spurs on social media or online. Um, he's made me some really pretty things, too. I've got some amazing spurs and a bit from him. So Uh, it's it's got its benefits too
0: yeah absolutely well geez you know i just appreciate you you know spending a little time with us on our show where rodeo meets road and talking rodeo with us and you know we enjoy watching you on the cowboy channel and i'm sure you have a full schedule ahead of you you know with a lot of rodeo coming up this season and we look forward to watching you on the cowboy channel
2: Hey, I appreciate it, and thanks for uh, letting me chat some more. I, I never get tired of talking about rodeo, so always good to have fellow fans to talk about it.
0: Great. Hannah, I appreciate you being on the show with us again, and we will talk to everybody soon.